0: Ultimate, your car breaks down because you don't perform the required maintenance on it. What about people? What about our employees? What does that maintenance look like? Stay tuned and find out. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. Here we examine what enables true creativity, how to convert ideas into innovation and seek out what ignites enterprise-wide growth. I'm your host, entrepreneur, strategist, and user of metacognition, David Peterson. Hey guys, it's no secret that banks make loans, and most of those loans are secured by some kind of a collateral. And in many cases, there's some kind of equipment that's actually the collateral, This is particularly true with farming and construction, manufacturing. So, equipment can be a very integral part of making sure that a business can properly operate. And so, banks serve this mission-critical role by providing capital for those businesses so they can acquire the equipment that actually enables them to do their work and generate revenue. What happens if the equipment is not properly maintained? So, I was thinking back to many, many years ago to my early days at a Small community bank in South Georgia called Commercial Banking Company, CBC, back in the early 90s. And I would periodically ride with the CEO, Mr. Bobby Weatherington, to visit area farmers who had received production and equipment loans from the bank. I was always struck about how much attention Bobby paid to the level of maintenance that the farmers were applying to the equipment. Now, it certainly helped that Bobby had a large farming operation himself, and he could talk very specifically about the need for attention to hydraulic systems of harvesters. But in the end, as a banker, what he wanted to make sure is that the equipment, which was the collateral on a CBC loan, was in good working condition. And that makes sense. Now, today's, uh, you know, our bank's don't have as much big iron type of machinery uh, in use. The the banks themselves don't really have much big equipment. The big reader sorters that used to process all the checks and other similar equipment with belts and gears and cameras and all of that is is decades in the past. I'm not even sure that a bank even needs a document jogger, which aligns all the all the documents on one edge. You know, it's just it's all changed. It's all gone digital. So. Our banks run on a different kind of machinery, and that's human capital, the people that make up the team. It's probably true for your business as well. The most important elements of your organization are not things, are not computers, are not big iron, it's people. So our organizations are run using the brainpower, the collective body of knowledge and experience that makes up the population of employees, and that's what allows our businesses to ultimately be successful. However, the fact that we don't have to deal with big iron equipment to operate our businesses shouldn't obviate the need for maintenance as a mission-critical part of daily activities. So, wait a second, David, you're talking about people. What kind of maintenance are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about education. talking about training. I'm talking about certifications. Just as a tractor needs grease and new belts and the proper amount of hydraulic fluid, Education and training serves as the way that people maintain their effectiveness regardless of what their role is in the organization. Now, there's a lot of different types of education you might use as a part of your human capital maintenance. Let me highlight just a few of these. Let's start with job-specific education and certifications. So now there's numerous opportunities for job-specific education and training, everything from what a brand new employee might need to learn you know to studying for some very specific type of of certification as say a mechanic now all of the businesses and associations and trade groups for literally all industries will provide a wealth of education with in-person seminars conferences and even remote learning webinars so if you're not already getting updates on education you should sign up for those and in our bank We offer periodic webinars that we offer, and and, uh, our customers can go online to the calendar and see what those are, and we periodically host informational conferences. Perhaps that's something your business does as well. Now, there's also third-party companies in our industry like Bankers Hub, and they provide comprehensive curriculum, education, training, and certifications. Again, that's for financial services, but I'm guessing that there's probably something like that for the funeral home industry or for florists or if you're running an airline. So it's uniquely beneficial for us to look at each employee and determine what training or certification is appropriate for their job or the job that we want them to attain, and then execute a plan for that employee to achieve that training or certification. Even more important is the comprehensive training that uh, a bank might offer to a future executive. So if you're trying to groom somebody for the C-suite, now you might send them to more detailed Uh, management, and other types of graduate trade schools. Now, those programs, like the one that I teach at the Graduate Banking School at the University of Colorado, is like a three-year commitment, you know, two weeks each summer. That's, you know, that's something that I highly value every year when I get to go out to that uh, banking school. And I can personally attest the quality of education that those programs provide are outstanding. So, regardless of the scope, each and every employee should have some kind of maintenance plan that includes ongoing education and or certifications tailored to their job function or the job that they're trying to attain. Now, another element would be sort of general or industry education. Each year, uh, I try to attend the Independent Community Bankers Annual Conference, and this year it was in San Antonio. That was really a big deal because, you know, the COVID shutdowns had really, you know, kind of locked out the conference for a couple of years. So, 2022 was branded ICBA live, you know, we're all back here, you know, together. And so I was in the expo hall where all the vendors are showing off all their stuff, and I went to breakout sessions. Then I had a real, I just had a, a moment while I was standing there that 2022, the year that I was most recently there, that literally was the 30th year since I had been to the first ICBA conference in 1992. And so the 2022 conference was the the first time that I was actually attending just as a banker, right? I wasn't a vendor who had created software. I was not a speaker, you know, delivering content. I was just an attendee and I was there for my own educational benefit. So I could linger and have conversations that I wouldn't have anticipated or planned for, but I got great insight. I learned where our industry is going or talking about faster payments fraud. And, you know, I heard that one of the best overviews of cryptocurrencies that that I've heard from from anybody. And I got a sneak peek at 11 companies that ICBA has in their current cohort at the Venture Center in Little Rock. So all of that simply to say is I was able to really focus on education that was critically important to me. And I just was impacted positively about how that was really the first time in 30 years that I was able to do that. So, all of that constituted maintenance for David Peterson and to be effective as Chief Innovation Officer, learning about new FinTech services, establishing new contacts, and reconnecting with old friends in the industry. So, super grateful for FNBB for investing in me. I get that not all employees can go to these big conferences every year, but they should be considered for meetings and conferences that are appropriate to their job. Some of them may be local or regional, but if they represent meaningful maintenance, then that's something that shouldn't be withheld. The final area I'll mention is product or service knowledge that enables customer service. So answer this question. Do you train all of your employees on the services that your business offers? You know, how well is your team knowing how your online and mobile applications work? Well, you could say, well, we have specialized staff that handles those questions, you know, related to our uh, virtual uh, platforms. Okay, fair. But I'm not talking about solving some vexing online problem. I'm talking about just general knowledge about the features of your online service. Now, every one of your employees, especially anyone in any way that's customer facing, and At some level, that's pretty near everyone. There's an opportunity for that employee to discuss the services with a potential client. But the sad fact is is most employees or most businesses don't really have a knowledge of all of their actual services, particularly those that are virtual. This is due to the fact that they have access to the systems internally and probably don't use the virtual elements of your system. So it's just unnecessary for them to have that kind of knowledge. So when they're asked how that mobile app you know, would, would work in a certain situation, that employee may never have used the mobile app for that purpose. So huge missed opportunity, both in terms of an employee sharing their personal experience of, of how the services work and the ability for the employee to get training on the service as a part of their overall maintenance. Now, it's likely that every employee receives an annual review from their supervisor. Consider that each year, each employee should have an education component on their annual review. The employee and the manager would collaborate on the educational goals and either set a specific training or certification course as a goal for the upcoming year or allow the employee to research and recommend the training elements they're seeking. Now, some banks assign each employee an education budget and then allow the employee to make a pitch to their boss about how they're going to spend their budget on their self-maintenance. Empowering employees to research and suggest education plans can be risky and that the employees could come up with training options that, quite frankly, are just not acceptable. But given the proper guidelines, having an employee do their own research and suggest their own education plan gives them a high level of buy-in and it's a maintenance plan that they create, then it's all the more likely that they're going to follow through. So anyway, think about this idea of how you perform and provide different levels of education, certifications, training, to your staff across the board, and how that might constitute maintenance. How would you budget for that in a different way coming into this next year, such that you would be able to set up a unique training or education plan for each and every person in your organization? Hey, I'd love to hear from you. If you have questions or comments about this podcast, you can email me, david at davidpeterson.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for investing your valuable time listening to the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. I covet your questions, comments, or critique. You can reach me at david at davidpeterson.com. I'm also on Facebook at DP Speaks and everywhere else on social media at DLP Speaks. I look forward to hearing from you and be sure to look for a new episode soon.